I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast, and I'm talking to Stephen Wright, Head of Regulation and Standards, Bank of APIs at NatWest. We're talking at the Pay360 2023 conference. Our topic, open banking and payments. Do consumers know what open banking is? On the whole, no. And why would they? Because open banking is really the underlying kind of infrastructure and kind of standards and technology to make journeys easier for them. And open as well to a consumer is a bit scary. And you would never go around having a consumer brand called open banking. So I actually feel that it's working because there is a use case and customers see a need that sharing their data will make their lives easier. So if you're a small business and you are using a cloud accountancy package like Nozero, etc., putting in your account data into that accountancy package and simplifying your banking and transaction needs makes your life easier. You don't care that the underlying kind of infrastructure is called open banking. You just see a use case that gives you some benefit. So open banking is basically an industry term and it's one that really shouldn't be let out into the cold light of day. I feel that, yeah. In which case, let's move on from that as an issue and take it as a given because I hear numbers that tell me more and more people are using open banking. They may not even know they're using open banking, but they're using open banking, and the latest figure, of course, was 7 million, seven million, allegedly. What changes with the use cases? You mentioned a couple of, of, of things there, but if I'm a banking customer, is this something that gradually creeps up on me because there's more and more I can do, there are more and more things that are available to me through the portal I use to do my banking on? I think ultimately that's going to be the case. So if you look for account information services, two of the biggest use cases for account information services is kind of linking your PayPal account or kind of using Experian to build your credit score. In those cases, you've got a need to do something. So linking your data gives you some benefit and takes you on a journey. But if you look at payments payments is kind of gradually growing through more and more use cases being added. So payments and open banking for the first few years since 2018 was pretty flat. It was when HMRC came along and tax payments, big increase, when Lloyds Bank started introducing paying your credit card bill via open banking, big use case. And if you look at open banking payments today, the three biggest use cases is paying your tax, paying your credit card bill, or topping up your secretary account account. And that probably accounts for like two-thirds of all open banking payments. But none of this makes any money for you. So the the question (laughs) is, where you sit as a banker with NatWest, how do I make this pay? How do I make this economic for me as a bank to do? What's the answer? You have to pivot and go beyond the kind of regulatory requirements. So, for example, at NatWest, we're being kind of exponents of variable recurring payments and using that for kind of commercial use cases where we can charge and have a contract in place. So use cases of VRP might be subscription payments or replacing card on file or continuous payment authority because it is a simpler, more controllable journey and secure journey for consumers, but it's also a faster journey for merchants. But we're also announced yesterday kind of customer attribute sharing. So we're looking at where's the value add in terms of sharing address data or age data to verify somebody. And you can see how that could be added to open banking payments journey or to other journeys. 
but it's kind of where's the incremental value add that you can do beyond the regulatory remit. Well, the other problem you you potentially got from the point of view of the bank is you have the primary relationship with the customer, whether that's a business customer or a retail customer. But then you've got the third-party providers coming along who are doing all the, the sexy bells and whistles who you've got to compete with at one level for that monetization. Yeah, and that's why you're finding banks have also got their own AISPs and PISPs. So, and that way we have pay it. We also have our own AISP so we can aggregate accounts into our own mobile banking app. That, I think that business model is going to evolve further. Also, we're looking at giving direct access to our commercial clients as well. And I think that's a problem, a market that hasn't really been looked at in terms of what can you do in the B2B space to help solve pain points with data sharing. Well, B2B has been the poor relation, hasn't it? It has all, all the way along. All the headlines about the adoption of technology and banking, of digital banking, of open banking, have all been about what's happening in the retail space. That's actually not where you're going to make any money for real, is it? No, it's going to be more in the B2B space. It's more value out there, potentially. Sell that to me, then, as a B2B customer. What am I going to get out of it? Why would I be paying for whatever it is I'm paying for? So, for example, if you look at these businesses are becoming more and more digital and they've got their own kind of accounting, treasury, enterprise resource platforms. So being able to suck in all your bank account data, all your products, and to be able to use that and actually save your processes and reduce your costs internally to make your life easier, the way you manage your money or manage kind of making payments, collecting money, etc. Streamlines it for them. If you can use digital ID to help them onboard customers, solves the pain point for them. You you take my KYC away and do it in your process because you already have that. We already developed. have that yeah. developed and we can share that information. And it's also interesting as well you, that having APIs has helped us kind of change our business as well. So when we've gone and acquired customers or invested in fintechs such as Rooster or Free Agent several years ago, actually connecting that into our own propositions and to kind of time to market, reducing that, we've used our own open banking APIs to achieve that. So one of the things that we've done internally is that we've reused the APIs to come up with new propositions, new digital services. What I'm hearing from you, and it was going to be my next question, is this is changing the bank. This is changing what you do and what you look like. Ultimately, yes, because... We want to be a relationship bank for a digital world. The digital world, the foundations are APIs and data. And if you're going to compete and succeed in that market, you've got to be masters of both those. What's this going to mean for the evolution of the bank? The change in the way you look, the change in the way you present yourself to your customer? It will become a lot more digital. It will become more like a tech company. I think, ultimately. And you'll basically have a tech company with a balance sheet. Stephen Wright, Head of Regulation and Standards, Bank of APIs at NatWest, speaking at Pay360 2023.